Welcome to the LearCast by Lear Capital, the precious metals leader. With over $3 billion in trusted transactions, the LearCast aims to keep you informed and aware of precious metals news and events affecting the economy, the dollar, and your savings. Visit our website at learcapital.com. And now, here is your host, Rachel Mills. Welcome, welcome. My name is Rachel Mills, and welcome to the LearCast. Thanks for listening. Today's date is Tuesday, August 29th, 2023. Let's start off with some financial numbers. The Dow closed today at 34,852. It closed last week at 34,346. So it is up 506 points from there and up 0.85% from open today. Gold is at 1965 an ounce, up $24 from last week's close at 1941. Silver is pretty steady at $24.80, up just a few cents from close of last week. It was right around $23 a month ago. Bitcoin made some big moves today from 26,103 to 27,855. That's a jump of over 7% in one day, but still under the month's peak at just under 30,000. And just a little housekeeping, neither Lear Capital nor I are financial advisors. We sell gold. We love gold and precious metals. They're very shiny. We have thoughts, opinions, and observations about precious metals, but we are not your fiduciary. We don't know your personal financial situation, and gold or silver may or may not be a good fit for you. That's entirely up to you to decide. Take our commentary and observations for entertainment for educational purposes only. Also, spot prices are spot prices. Anywhere you go to buy or sell, Lear Capital included, is going to sell for a spread over spot and buy at a discount under spot. That is called staying in business, which we also love to do, and we are very transparent about that. For more information, call 1-800-816-5452. That's 1-800-816-5452. Or visit learcapital.com. We'd love to hear from you. Moving on to the latest top articles that are grabbing people's attention from various financial sources. Number one, the Wall Street Journal tackles CBDCs. That's short for Central Bank Digital Currency. This week, it was uh, today's top article. In Big Brother and the Digital Dollar, Daniel B. Klein likens CBDCs to other tyrannical measures the Biden administration loves, like lockdowns, mask and vaccine mandates, quote-unquote anti-racism policies, and the Green New Deal. Now, this one is behind a paywall, so hopefully you have a free article coming to you or a subscription to read this one because it's good stuff. The second most clicked article is over at Zero Hedge, and we get a little political. It's called Way Worse Than Watergate All Aboard the Impeachment Express by James Kunstler. He gives a good overview here of the case for impeaching Biden, what needs to happen for that to move forward, and the statutes of limitations that have already run out. He also makes the case that there are lots of things distracting from this issue, especially the prosecution, (coughs) persecution of Trump, 
and the rumors swirling about new COVID lockdowns and mandates. Now, usually we steer clear of politics here at Lear, but political stability has an impact on the value of the dollar. And if our political landscape starts looking like a banana republic, our currency might eventually follow suit. Reserve currencies need stable governments behind them. We explore that issue in our latest report, The Tipping Point for the Dollar, all about BRICS and the chatter going around about a new gold-backed currency on the horizon. I'll put that link to that report in the show notes as well. Hot off the digital presses. Our third most click article is another one about Oliver Anthony, the meteoric singer of Rich Men North of Richmond. The public is getting to know him better, and in this article in Fox News, he reveals that he thought he might die before his viral rise to fame due to years of anxiety, depression, brain fog, and feeling like his body was just falling apart. This guy is fascinating and a true independent. He made it clear he is not going to be made a GOP poster boy after the Republican debates. He points out that his song was about rich men on both sides of the aisle. And that's it for our articles. For our interview section, I recently sat down with Austin Peterson of the Wake Up America show. Austin is a friend of mine and a friend of Lear's, and we hashed out some thoughts on crypto versus gold as alternative assets. Which one is better? Should you have one, the other, or maybe both? Take a listen. Well, welcome, Austin Peterson, to the LearCast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, tell our audience a little bit about you. Some of some of our audience may know you a little bit. I've been um, putting your your video inter- your excellent video interviews with our founder Kevin Demerit in our newsletter. So uh, there might be uh, quite a bit of overlap in our audience. But for those who who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, you know, a bit of a gold bug, which is what attracted me to Lear in the first place. I uh, yeah. consider myself an economic uh, libertarian, and uh, I've been fighting for economic freedom and personal liberty for a very long time. I think it was since the very first time I met you back when I was a young activist. In 2008, yeah, yeah, you were in Ron Paul's office, and I was working for the Libertarian Party at the time, trying to help circulate a petition for uh, Ron Paul's bill to audit the Federal Reserve. And uh, you can call me a a Fed skeptic, if you will, or an abolitionist. Uh, It doesn't bother me at all. Uh, I like the idea of gold-backed currencies. I like gold and Mm -hmm. silver uh, metals, you know, holding them, holding them in a portfolio and and uh, I've always believed that gold is really one of the keys to economic freedom and that uh, tyrants have always really been very skeptical of the idea that the common man, people like you and I, should be able to have access to the thing that they want to hoard and keep to themselves. So I'm glad that Lear Capital is out there making sure that more gold is put in the hands of good people like you and I. I consider it the Lord's work. That's just me, though. Um, but yeah, I've like you, I've been a, a long time believer in precious metals and taking the power back from the Federal Reserve and putting it back into our own portfolios. So um, tell us a little bit about your show, Wake Up America. Tell people how they can find you. Sure. Yeah. The Wake Up America show is a, a two hour live video cast. It's just like kind of watching a television talk show, except without all the mainstream media nonsense and pandering for the regime. If you like a good anti-establishment talk show, 
that gets you fired up in the morning along with your cup of coffee and you want to have something to listen to while maybe you're getting the kids ready for school, um, then the Wake Up America show is a great way to stay informed on the news of the day. Um, economic freedom and personal liberty is what we're all about. We talk about that in the context and the background of what's going on in the news that day. And then sometimes we get some silly or fun topics like after we cover the Titanic submarine story um, and uh, uh, other uh, woke nonsense, we talked about uh, 10 1980s songs that are now considered <laughs> to be offensive. So it's, it's, it's that's a good fun. Mix of con- yeah, it's like, like dude looks like a lady. That's, by a tar- that's a target rich environment right there. It, it certainly <laughs> is. So you can tune into the wake up America show on any of your podcast networks, YouTube rumble. Just look me up at AP for Liberty. That's AP, the number four AP for Liberty. I'll find you on pretty much every social network out there. Awesome. So getting right into what we had uh, planned to talk about today, we wanted to talk a little bit about crypto versus precious metals. Um, And you've got some opinions about that. I have some opinions about that. But um, specifically in the context of the FTX, the ongoing collapse and bankruptcy of FTX, and then lately, um, the SEC going after Binance. Um, it seems like there's a lot of drama going on in crypto these days. What are your thoughts about crypto versus precious metals? Yeah, for those of you who are listening to the show, probably the name Milton Friedman might ring a bell. And I was actually watching a clip of his the other I've day. heard of him? Yeah, some of your listeners might have heard of him as well. And he was talking, uh, this was a few years before he passed, about the lack of a digital gold or an e-currency that didn't exist at the time while he was still alive. And if there was um, an equivalent of that today, my guess is that Bitcoin is probably the most likely um, uh, example of what Milton Friedman was talking about uh, at the time. So we have all of these other sort of, you know, what I think are scams that that swirl around the crypto community like FTX and many others, where people are looking for get rich quick schemes, even though the people who in- initially invested in Bitcoin certainly did not get rich quick. They had to do a typical buy and hold strategy that a lot of investors mm-hmm. do when they're holding traditional stocks or things like that. And so a lot of people plowed into the crypto uh, community uh, and knowing that they were going to be able to take advantage of the of what you know might, you might consider a gold rush, uh, even though it didn't really unfold in the similar way uh, that the gold rush, the actual gold rush did during the San Francisco uh, uh, gold rush. People saw cryptocurrency as a way to get rich quick, even if that wasn't true. And there's always been snake oil salesmen that have gone out there to try mm-hmm. to take advantage of people's willingness to believe, you know, there's a sucker born every, every minute. And frankly, the problem with cryptocurrency as it relates to gold is that, you know, you don't have the ability to trade it in a similar way that you can with gold and silver. And, you know, I'm not like an end times libertarian, if you will, uh, Rachel, but mm-hmm. I do like to stockpile things for the end of times, just in case, right? I've got just a little in case. Bit of- Hey, if any, if there is one group of people that came out of the pandemic looking good, it was the preppers, especially the ones who had toilet paper, right? (laughs) (laughs) I remember the toilet paper shortages, the great toilet paper shortages of 2020. 
Yeah. Wow. So like, but the thing that I really like about Lear Capital and, and their approach is that, you know, especially for somebody like me, you know, I've hit middle age now and I've got some some creaks in my bones and I'm I'm thinking about like the legacy that I want to leave for my kids. Not only do I want to leave them a massive collection of legacy firearms uh, and ammunition <laughs> for that, <laughs> but I also want to be able to leave them some things that when they open up dad's or grandpa's safe that they can take out of there and say, wow, dad or grandpa, they were really thinking about the future. They were thinking about me and my, and my future. And, you know, I want to have physical metals. I want to have gold and I want to have silver, but I also want to be able to fight the inflationary impacts of the federal reserve today. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and I'm tired of my my poor wife. She has invested so much (laughs) in her retirement account and she gets these, these letters uh, come in every month and it's 20,000 dollars lost you know thirty thousand dollars lost in like in her in her oh, wow. um, retirement portfolio she's rich right? <laughs> so she, she loses that <laughs> very kind of well money. huh <laughs> yeah very well right so it's so funny she's a social worker but she's she's very libertarian she just has never spent a penny in her life right but she um she sees all this and she's like austin what can we do and and, and we started talking about what lear capital is doing with the roth ira and the mm-hmm. ability to sort of put a hedge against the inflationary impact of the Federal Reserve, which printed $3 trillion during the pandemic. And, and then, uh, you know, you look at the stock market and the wild swings and the bank collapses that have been going on this year. I mean, frankly, the people who watch my show that have become customers of Lear Capital have stated specifically that it was because of these bank collapses that are going on, the instability of the markets, that yeah. caused them to make some of them their very first purchases uh, of gold mm-hmm. and silver. So I, I want gold and silver in my hands, but I also want some in my in my portfolio because I want that tax advantage because if it doesn't go Mad Max, if it's not beyond Thunderdome one day, which we hope it isn't, right? For that, that you need the guns. But if it's not Mad <laughs> Max beyond Thunderdome, I want to have a tax advantage retirement so that when I go to Ron DeSantis's Florida, I can, one day I can I can just get that tax advantage of having the the precious metals in my portfolio. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a lot. Um, it's a lot, and, yes. Well, and one thing that I remember in the early days of crypto, the the talking points around crypto, it it was a lot of people explaining how the blockchain worked and how it's all uh, transparent and distributed and nobody controls it. And all of this technical stuff about, you know, the actual coins that are mined. But I think what nobody could have seen coming, well, I, I guess it was predictable, but all the fraud associated with the exchanges. In other words, the problem is not with, the blockchain and and all of these technicalities that go into bitcoin mining and all you know the the actual makeup of the coins but these exchanges we find out are subject to the same human flaws as everything else um you know ftx and sam uh bankman fried was uh basically um using depositors money for his own lifestyle you know those kinds of third-party risks that you still can't get away from with crypto and bitcoin and and those things and i haven't looked too much into the binance thing but it it sounds like it might be somewhat similar 
Um, I'll have to look into it more, but like third party risk is something um, that it, it just, it just comes back around, you know, it's all about third party risk and it's, you know, the dollar has third party risk. Stocks have third party risk, everything. Um, but gold dollars. Yeah. Dollars, the same thing, right? Where yeah, those yeah. bank collapses, perfect example. And, and you know, the FDIC, they come in and they're stepping in and they're going to insure you maybe up to a hundred thousand dollars, but they're going to bail out the Mark Cubans of the world and, and take care of them. But you know, maybe the little guy who's got $125,000, they're probably not going to help him all the way out. It's just, you know, it's all about being connected, right? If you're a part yeah. of a, a, a crypto community, there, you if if you don't get in first, the people who get in first are the ones who are going to make all the money, and then after that, the only people who are going to be really making any money are the people who sell, you know, the shovels to a large extent, right? The people who mm -hmm. who facilitate transactions. So if you're in the mm -hmm. crypto community these days, the people who are making money are the people who set up these exchanges, the people who own Coinbase or uh, mm -hmm. um, uh, FTX or things like that. So. You know, I'm not a crypto skeptic, right? I I believe in mm -hmm. diversification, right? And I do own some cryptocurrencies. I even own some Dogecoin, Same. right? Just because, yeah, I, I yeah, I have some crypto. Um, yeah, but... I'm not I'm not opposed to it, right? It might be a good means of of transaction online, right, for certain mm -hmm. things, but it, it just will never have the same uh, sort of a value as a precious metal, in my opinion just mm -hmm. because of that end time scenario uh, and because of other other you know factors that are underlying gold uh that gives it it's it's um you know easily divisible uh and it's universal right yeah you know there's there's a lot of okay boomers out there you know that are just <laughs> not going to ever get involved in the cryptocurrency community but who, if you wanted to, you know, if you said, hey, you know, would you like to take, would you take a gold coin for your ATV, right? They'd be more than happy to do that, right? Now, there's still a lot of people here in the rural areas that barter in such a way. I get people, nice. I mean, I hang out with, a, with you know, freaks and geeks. So I get people who offer me silver coins in exchange for certain things or give me, you know, gift me silver coins and things like that. And I mean, that's an incredible gift. I mean, let me ask you something seriously to to the people who are listening to this right now. Yeah. If if somebody wanted, was said, would you like to have a thousand dollars in Bitcoin or would you like to have a thousand dollars in gold right now? I'll give you a gold bar mm. right now or a thousand dollars of Bitcoin. What do you think? What would you? What would you want? What would you take right now? Let me just, you know, I know somebody, there's some contrarians out there who are hearing me going, well, I'll take a Bitcoin because it might shoot up in value tomorrow. Yeah, well, it might, you might. It or might. it could go the other way. You just don't know. But gold instance. is pretty, gold is pretty solid. I mean, it, it moves a little, you know, it wobbles every day. But, mm. you know, over time, if you're a buy and hold kind of person, you're going to be pretty happy with that gold. Um one of, the, yeah. one of the smartest decisions I ever made was in 2008, listening to Ron Paul, and he was telling me, you, Austin, you, you know, you got to go out and buy gold. You got to buy gold and you got to buy uh, silver to protect your future. And little did I know that it wasn't like my long term future. It wasn't for a Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, because when I got the job to work for Fox and I was Judge Napolitano's producer, I was living in Washington, D.C., and I got the job. Well, Fox is notoriously cheapskate and they wouldn't oh, pay. No. They wouldn't oh, no. pay for me to move back to New York City. 
And so I had to go and sell my Ron Paul gold, unfortunately, but thankfully the, uh, the gold had gone up in value so much that it paid for my entire uh, move to move back to New York City and all that stuff. So I can say without a doubt that investments and purchases in gold uh, can absolutely pay off on a shorter timeline. But the only problem is, is that whenever gold shoots up in value, it's usually corresponding with some terrible collapse event, yeah. um, which, is, which is still a good reason to have it. It's a good balance. Yeah. I mean, there's, I think there's a place for everything in, in your portfolio, like within a good balance, you know? So like, I, I do have some crypto, um, a small amount and I, I didn't like kill myself going out to buy it. It's basically play money. Like when you go sure. to a casino and you, and you, you know, have a little, a little bit of money that you play around with. That that's how I think of my crypto. It's fine, but you know, it's not. I I, I don't base my whole life on it. But gold, I mean, gold. We're talking about generational wealth. Um, yeah, it's it's really important to to have a nice diver, diversification that balances out those rough patches in the market. Um, oh, and I thought of a quote. Um, back to the banks and what you were saying about the the early people getting rich and the the banks insuring the you know $100,000 depositors um i i saw a quote the other day when when you owe the bank $1000 you are at the banker's beck and call like you are at the banker's mercy but when you owe the bank a million dollars the situation is reversed so <laughs> Yeah, it's a I mean, great quote. think about. Yeah, it's a I great quote. Who... I mean, I just, I, I, you know, having gotten married and you know starting a family and uh, you know thinking about the future and things like that. You know, I, I'm very, I like to romanticize things, and I, I think of gold as something very romantic versus you know cryptocurrency, which is to me, you know, it's something tech, it's newfangled, it's like the new mm -hmm. Lamborghini, right? I like the the traditional things. Like when I collect firearms, I like to collect the old military surplus firearms from World War II, right? And I think about that day, one day when you know what you know. Provided that my kids and grandkids aren't woke, which please God no, right? <laughs> provided that they aren't woke, what will they think when they open up that safe one day and they see all these beautiful antique firearms that I so lovingly crafted with a, you know bottles. Uh, of whiskey and wine surrounded by, uh, you know, with bags of gold and silver coins. I mean, I mean, what a legacy to leave for yeah. your family that they could say that here is a man who had taste uh, and who who didn't trust the establishment, who didn't trust the government, who thought for himself and who, who thought of his family to to store this up and to keep it for us so that we could have it one day because everything that i buy now when it comes to gold and silver i hope to never sell right i i want to keep it yeah. and store it right all yeah. of that and and you hope if, if your family ever comes to a situation where they need to sell it that it's there but i have i have one piece of advice for your stockpile all Let's of your it. riches that you're storing up make yeah. sure that at the time of your unfortunate passing, that that's not the first time they've ever seen all that stuff. Take the mm. time with your kids and your grandkids to to show it off and explain what it is and, and what it means to you um, so that they're not left wondering. That's my advice. Oh, yeah. If grandpa doesn't get to brag, then I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make the most of it while you're here. Well, I will. thank you so much for joining me, Austin. I think that's that about wraps it up. 
I really appreciate you coming on the LearCast. And uh, just give the audience one more um, uh, shout out of how they can find you and your Wake Up yeah, America Yeah, definitely. Show. Well, thank you so much for having me today, Rachel. It's been a blast, and I hope to do this again with you. And I'm super yeah. grateful for the opportunity to partner with Lear Capital. They can Your listeners can find me easily at AP4Liberty on any social network. If you like to hear uh, me dragging lefties online, then Twitter is the best place to do that. AP4Liberty <laughs> over there. Uh, but if you'd like to watch the Wake Up America show, I, I highly recommend that you view it on Rumble uh, or on YouTube. Uh, YouTube, unfortunately, is not the best for free speech. So if you're a big free speech advocate, Rumble is usually the best for that. So AP, the number four, AP for Liberty, absolutely everywhere. And uh, thanks so much for having me on here today, Rachel. I super appreciate it. Thank you so much, Austin. Thanks, Rachel. Today's commentary is from the Lear blog. Why it's never too early or too late to start an IRA. Today, today is a great day to plan for the rest of your life. Retirement is a phase of life often dismissed until later years, but one that demands strategic planning and proactive measures regardless of your age. Whether you're fresh out of college or approaching the twilight of your career, establishing an individual retirement account, an IRA, can pave the way for a financially secure future. Let's explore the compelling reasons why it's never too early or too late to embark on the journey of retirement planning by opening or rolling over an IRA. Number one, harnessing the power of compounding. The key to maximizing your retirement funds lies in the magic of compounding. Compounding interest is what people usually say. By starting an IRA early, you tap into the immense potential of your investments to grow exponentially over time. Even small contributions can lead to substantial gains due to the compounding effect, making early investment a prudent move. Number two, building financial discipline. Opening an IRA at a young age fosters financial discipline and responsible money management. This early engagement with your financial future can set a precedent for healthy financial habits, helping you avoid debt traps and ensuring that your retirement is characterized by financial freedom. Number three, taking advantage of tax benefits. IRAs offer distinct tax advantages, making them an essential tool for retirement planning. Contributions to traditional IRAs are often tax-deductible, reducing your taxable income for the year. Roth IRAs, on the other hand, offer tax-free withdrawals in retirement. By starting early, you can capitalize on these tax benefits to optimize your retirement savings. Number four, adapting to changing life stages. Even if you're closer to retirement age, it's not too late to open an IRA. Life's journey is full of unexpected twists and your financial needs evolve accordingly. By beginning an IRA later in life, you're acknowledging the importance of preparing for retirement and taking proactive steps to ensure your golden years are secure. Number five, expanding your investment horizons. An IRA provides a versatile platform for investment. Regardless of your age, you have the opportunity to diversify your portfolio and explore various asset classes such as stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and, of course, precious metals. This diversification mitigates risk and enhances your potential for long-term growth. Number six, combating the rising cost of living. 
Retirement brings with it the challenge of maintaining your desired lifestyle without a steady paycheck. The sooner you start an IRA, the more you can accumulate to counteract the impact of inflation and the increasing cost of living during your retirement years. Number seven, last but not least, leaving a legacy. An IRA doesn't just benefit you. It can also serve as a legacy for your loved ones. By designating beneficiaries, you ensure that your hardened assets pass on seamlessly to your heirs. Starting an IRA at any stage of life signifies your commitment to safeguarding your family's financial future. There is no better time than today. In the realm of retirement planning, the adage, better late than ever, holds true. Whether you're a recent graduate or a seasoned professional, the time to start planning for your retirement is now. Opening an IRA not only builds a secure financial foundation, but also empowers you to embrace the future with confidence and peace of mind. The journey towards a fulfilling retirement begins with a single step, the decision to start an IRA regardless of your age. Would you like to harness the power of precious metals for your retirement? We specialize in precious metals-backed IRAs, and we can roll over an existing IRA into precious metals, too. Mention the LearCast and call today, 1-800-816-5452. Again, 800-816-5452. Mention the LearCast, and your representative can credit your account $500 to use when you're ready. All you have to do is call. So... That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the LearCast. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, and come back again next week when we'll talk some more about precious metals and your financial future. This has been the LearCast, a Lear Capital production. Thank you for listening.